So, fellas, you got to do one. Which one would you rather do? Never be able to get on social media again. Never be able to watch movies again. For both of them, whatever everybody else is seeing and hearing and all that, it literally just turns into like a, a gray black screen for you. And when, if somebody's trying to describe it, they sound like the parents on uh, Charlie Brown. Like when they start talking to you, like, you like, yo, what's going on in this movie? They're like, wah, 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 So which one would you rather do? Never be able to watch a movie again, never be able to get on social media again. Hmm. I'm going to go with never get on social media again. And that's hard because a lot of my social interaction comes from social media. I, was, I stream. So a lot of my networking comes from social media. I make content. So like, even if we're talking kind of just like Twitch and YouTube get included in that, or we're just talking like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Well, do Twitch and do Twitch and YouTube count as social media? I think so. I, I think, think Twitch do. does not at this point. Twitch is if, if, if that's the case, I would have to community. go community. Yeah, if that's the case, I would have to go with movies then because it's literally my brand comes from creating content. So I, I could not access those again. So I'm going to have to go and never seeing a movie again. I'm going to just have to have oh, Gibbs transcribe the rest wait of the MCU minute. to me. Wait a minute. Twitch is not considered a social media platform. Oh. <clears throat> I feel like a lot more peace will come from staying off of social media, but it becomes such a part of our lives. It's hard to give that answer. But... I got to see the rest of the MCU. I'm staying off social media, man. Uh, that's <laughs> I, tough. Can't, I can't miss the rest of the movies. That's tough. How many times you going to see Spider-Man guy? Four. <laughs> hey, man. Hey. I, it was, and it was beautiful every time. I'm not going <laughs> to say what I want to say, but but Gen Z would have a very good time making a meme out of that. That's, that is something that is very memeable. Uh, Chris, which one are you going with, man? Never get on social media again, never watch another movie. Uh, I'm giving up social media, bro. I don't, I'm not a big social media guy as it is. I'm too busy for one and for two. I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I ain't into all that posting everything you do. I post stories almost daily but i go like three two three weeks where i don't post anything on nothing tweet nothing uh i, I definitely think i can go out i watch movies rec on a regular basis though so even more than just the mcu i gotta i gotta at least be able to turn on a nice movie and just relax man this is a this is a really sick question because i'm a i'm a movie guy like i've you name it you'll be hard pressed to find like 10 movies that I have not seen. Like, that's that's a really hard Right. With that being said, uh, I'm going to have to go with never watch a movie again, bro. Like, because if you really think about it, think about, like, what social media is and how far it's come and where it's probably going. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, like listen, I, I'm going to tell you all about a moment that just happened with me on social media that I would never not laugh at. And this this moment is forever hilarious to me because I literally did not know this was a thing. So this young woman that I used to go to church with uh, back in the day, my sister, um, my sister follows her on Facebook and her and the father of her child got into a disagreement. Right. And when her and the father of her child were arguing, she breaks out with 
You wasn't even washing up good before I met you. I taught you how to wash your behind. <laughs> and all I could think was, huh? wait a minute. You let a man that don't know how to wash up good have relations with you? <laughs> Not only did he have relations, he got you pregnant. What? And oh God, I randomly laugh at, at that at least like twice a day. Like at least twice a day. I imagine like... <laughs> Imagine somebody trying to get freaky. You got to like teach them like, hey, so you got to lather the soap. Like you put the soap in the cloth and then you just kind of rub it around a little bit. You just get it all up in there till you see some suds. And then you go ahead. Like imagine that, bro, as a grown man. That 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 is hilarious to me. That is. That's, that's tough. A moment that's undefeated. A moment in time that is truly undefeated. But anywho. We got to get into the Pop Pick'em Challenge because we told y'all about it and we're going to keep telling y'all about it every week um, until the, the first week of the season. So, folks, the Pop Pick'em Challenge, Facts Over Acts is a pod of the people and we are the pod that gets you paid. So what we are giving you the opportunity to do is just be subbed for five months from the beginning of football season through the Super Bowl. And if you have beat all of us three, in uh in picking winners, we will pick three to five games every week that we will pick winners for in NFL. And if you have beaten us in picking those teams, if we are up to 500 subscribers, the first place winner will get $1,000. Okay? Now, the lowest that we're putting up here, if we are at 100 subscribers, the first place winner will get $200. But... The more people that subscribe, the more people that like, watch, and follow, the more money y'all have the opportunity to get. Because again, this is Facts Over Acts, the pod that gets you paid. We are trying to put money in your pockets. Just sub for five months, beat us at picking games, and you can win $1,000. So tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. But let's get into reality and what's going on right now. Let's get into this NFL season as we almost over. The Super Bowl is here, folks. We got to talk about these uh, conference championship games. A a team being at home for the Super Bowl for the second time in a row, as well as how do we improve the Pro Bowl? And the NBA's version, the All-Star game. And um, just because me and Chris could not come to a consensus on this before the show. (laughs) Who is your rookie of the year? Because... Some people feel like I've been swayed by recency bias because, you know, certain players decided to go off and mount a 20-point comeback against another Ricky of the Year candidates team. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little later. That sounds like a good show to y'all. Sounds good to me. All righty. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew, the pod that's getting you paid. We got the master, the mix and master, Josh Guy in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the metal plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC, that's me, Ken Gibbs. By the way, I forgot to mention, even if you are not subbed to us on uh, Twitch, there are other ways to enter. Just DM any of us or the pods page, and we'll get into that. So uh, now we've got to get into these uh, conference championship games. First of all, the Rams beat the 49ers 20 to 17 off just a, a crucial, just a heartbreaking Jimmy uh, G interception. Fellas, what are your thoughts on that game? Um, 
I, I just think that game came down to showing showing the league what the 49ers need. The 49ers going to be a really good team going forward, but you you can't make it that. They were lucky to make it that far with Jimmy G's performance and, and the way Jimmy G played throughout the entire playoffs. It was going to catch up to him at some point, and yesterday was a prime example of you having a subpar quarterback on a talented team finally catching up to you, which is – um. Even though he started off with struggles earlier in the year, I still can't find a valid reason why why Trey Lance didn't play more snaps this season. Mm. That's a very interesting question. Yeah, but it just came down to it came down to which team had the better quarterback yesterday, which you know that's a very important thing in, in the sport of football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris, what what you got, man? What uh, what do you think about this game? Uh, well, we all knew who Stafford was. If you watched the Lions the last eight nine years, you knew who Stafford was. So you knew what Stafford was capable of, for one. For two, I think this is actually terrible for the 49ers. Two reasons. Um, now they know they can win a couple rounds in the playoffs with Jimmy Garoppolo. So now they're going to go spend money on other positions to try to help Jimmy Garoppolo because they're going to say he was hurt, he was this. Yeah, do I see Jimmy Garoppolo having another miracle season? No, I put him in the same category as Ryan Tampio. And I give Tannehill the slight nudge over him, honestly. Like, Jimmy G is just – he never really moved the needle for me. But, however, I I, I don't know if you peep Gibbs, but Sean McVay was trying to pull his best Cliff Kingsbury um, out of his package. Them plays that was running Gibbs, he was looking like Cliff. I was like, when did Cliff sign with the Rams? Because – they were down like that office is a powerhouse office. They couldn't get the ball downfield for nothing. What was going on with that Gibbs? Let, let me know what was going on with that man. You know, it was a little bit of the scheme, but it was also, I mean, there were I hate to say this because like, and this is kind of gonna undercut what I was about to say, but there were times where Matt Stafford just fell incredibly flat. Like the Jaquiski Tart dropped interception with that by far. Was yep. the worst dropped interception I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. For a multitude of reasons. Number mm. one, that interception was basically a punt. Like, it wasn't even like it was like he had to reach a wild, like do something Man. crazy. It literally dropped in. All he had to do and, and that was, take off. Gibbs, you played football growing up, of course. You remember when you was playing for organized football, middle school, somewhere around there, and the balls hit you in the chest and you don't catch it, and the coach just, just – that's one of those right there. Bro, it used oh, to be 10 push-ups. <laughs> Man, our coach – the, the little league coaches I had, boy, you was fit to get a concussion. You drop a pass like that. <laughs> they got that Bruce Arias special weight, but – Boy, what? Anyway, um, yeah, no, but honestly, it it was the the plays were there because even on that play, Jaquiski Tart was beat. They that play was perfectly designed. A skinny post against cover three. They had the call. If if Stafford puts that ball out in front and out uh, more towards more towards the numbers than to the hash. Van Jefferson might have been walking into the end zone, but instead he threw up a lame duck and. Jaquiski Tart just didn't want it. He said, yeah. we playing duck, duck, goose today. You you throw up a duck, I'm a duck catching. And that's just what's going to happen. And then, you know. So at the end of the day, I mean, a coach can only do but so much. But I do think that they should have downsized and looked to, you know, get some underneath routes going if you're not hitting the big plays. 
So uh, my my overall look at this thing is this has exposed just how dysfunctional the Lions franchise. Uh, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I got to say it. Did we not already know? Yeah, but like this truly exposes it for the rest of the world. Like this is how bad Matt Patricia and and Quinn were. Because again, we can't say, oh, Caldwell was this bad because he never got to the playoffs or he never won. He did. He did, in fact, get to the playoffs with this man. He did, in fact, have us on the precipice of winning games. Hey, uh, shout out to the uh, refs there that the Cowboys now hate apparently. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. But anyway, um, on a more serious note, yeah, this this really just shows that because I mean, the man was gone for a year. And granted, granted, this kind of was like a, a what was it uh, on Avatar when the when the Fire Nation got their powers increased by the comet? What was it, Sozin's or was it? Yeah, Sozin's comet. This was the Sozin comet. Because <laughs> think about it, think about it. He gets traded to the Rams in a season in which the Rams have invested more resources into this Super Bowl run than I have ever seen from another team. They yeah. gave up all of their first round picks for the next what? Two, three years. They gave up their second round pick for this year. They gave up their second round pick for next year. They gave up everything for this. And he just happened to mosey along at the right time. So and it was perfect timing. The Raiders moved out of town. They coming in for that number one team in LA, man. And not only that, again, perfect timing because just look at the actual timing of everything that happened, right? Like if in a different world, in a different world it doesn't snow in Green Bay on that weekend or the snow isn't that bad on that weekend that they play the 49ers. The 49ers would have got ran up out of Lambeau, dog. Like, I don't know, because some of Rodgers' best game is when it was bad snow, man. Right. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Rodgers would have okay. so he would have went crazy. But Okay, but 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 also look at this aspect of it, right? That game wasn't even lost by Rodgers. The special teams lost that game. Yeah. How many times in the NFL have we seen special teams wet the bed like that? How many? That special said, teams mm. need—they all need to be applying for other jobs right now. That if, <laughs> if you look at if you look at every single point that the 49ers mm-hmm. scored that game, it was either scored by the special team or the special teams put them in plus—I uh, want to say it was plus forty or better field position. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That is in the NFL, you do not expect even in college, you don't expect the team to get the ball at the plus 40 or beyond every time they score. Like if, to me, if you tell most coaches, hey, this team will keep them off the board as long as we keep them outside the plus 40, they'll be like, Yeah, I'll take that every day and twice on Sunday. That it just happened to be the right time for that. And then of course, you you end up with that team going to the conference championship. I mean, it's just it was the right time. You look at the Buccaneers. Look at everything that happened with them. Yes, Antonio Brown is a walking meltdown waiting to happen. We all know that. <laughs> we all know that. But the timing of it, ideal for the Rams. Everything worked out perfectly for Matt Stafford's favor. And you know that the Lord was looking down like, hey, bro, you've you've done enough. You've you've been through enough hardship. You've been through <laughs> enough struggle. Get up, my brother. Get up. Rise. And look at it <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Um, so, with that being said, we got to get to the other side of this thing, okay? Or actually, before we get to the other side, do you think Jimmy Garoppolo wears a, a 49ers uniform again? Because there are a lot of reports this was his last game. What are y'all thinking? 
Um, I think this is Jimmy G's last game as a 49er, and I'll take it a step further. This might have been Jimmy G's last game as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I heard some allegations that I'm not happy about. Um, I think he definitely got a job in the NFL. But. I mean, if you look at the landscape with quarterbacks in the NFL right now, where does he have a bro, job next bro, season? Bro, bro, they talking about he might come to Pittsburgh, bro. I'm going to cry. Oh! I'm going to cry. We had to deal with five years of Big Ben stinking badly. Well, three years. The first two, he wasn't that bad, but... Three years of big men stinking bad, and then we get gifted Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, if we get Jimmy, I, I honestly might might have to boycott at least five. <laughs> at least five. Like the first five, I can't even watch, bro. Like I'm just not even gonna watch, bro. Jimmy G, mm. ew. Yeah, but but the other person, the other pieces on the 49ers team has taught us that that front office is trying to steer that direction, that franchise in the right direction to win very soon, and you're not going to win. Anything with Jimmy G at the helm, they were lucky to make it this far this year. I mean, bro, what, what has Jimmy G really done to be a starter? Like, he was a backup for so long, and then magically, he won with the Patriots team that was stacked. That's that, that's what he did. <laughs> all you gotta, all you gotta like, do is win. One I time. tell everybody, bro. They always ask if you could pick any job in the world, who would it be? I always tell them backup QB for an NFL team. Because the, the seat don't get hot until you the QB get injured. And even then, when it's hot, you expect it to do bad. Like, you're expected to make the team worse. So, like, it's a it's a loop. Like, all you have to do is make a couple packs. Prime example. Uh, what's his name? He the backup for the uh for the Bears right now when Justin Fields out. I can't think Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton. Prime example, bro. He was a starter. Yeah. Now he backup QB. And he loving his job. He loving his job right now. <laughs> hey, he just I, used to I go out there and stink. I do you one better because Andy Dalton used to be a starter. Chase Daniel, Chase Daniels done ran Chase up like Daniels forty go. M's Man. Like the bag. He done ran up like forty M's at the bag. Hey, listen, listen. I'll give you a better one. He's supposed to be a starter, but got hurt. RG three. Uh, you know what though? RG three kind of got a, that was a tough rap for a minute because like. He had to be right. <laughs> Anybody that's expected to make that watch the football team winner, listen, we know Delon, you're still a friend of the pod. We still love you. But that watch the football team, if you gotta make them a winner, <laughs> sorry to this man. I you know, hey, but, but he got hurt and he was backup QB rest mm. of his career. And he pocketed some M's and now nah, he retired, man. Well, I don't think he retired officially, but he like a third. Yeah, no, he retired. No, he retired. Uh, he, he, he's he, retired, he retired. He called games for ESPN now. It's uh, oh, okay. interesting, to say the least. Very, very interesting. So, anywho, uh, yeah. So, you're looking on. Now we got to get to the uh, AFC. The Bengals have made Mahomes look mortal. They have dethroned the king. The, the, the AFC championship has run through um, Kansas City for four years straight. And Burrow joins Brady as the only quarterbacks to have beaten Pat Mahomes in the playoffs. Fellas, what are your thoughts from that game? Um, that game was that game was surprising because although I said the Bengals were going to win and I was riding for the Bengals, I said last week on the pod, I was saying that purely off of a whim and by logical, the logical side of my brain was saying that the Chiefs were going to win pretty handedly. I think I was most surprised by how well that defense was able to apply pressure 
on the quarterback and able to get Mahomes to make bad decisions. And I think that's going to be that's going to if they can do the same thing in a Super Bowl, also got them winning a the Super Bowl. But I was very really surprised by the by the pressure that the Bengals defense was able to to put on uh to put on the Chiefs. Hmm. Okay, Chris, what you thinking, man? Man, it's it's it's, it's confusing though, bro. Honestly, honestly, because uh, you can't hear me. Oh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I hear. You. Uh, but my uh, what's the name? Mahomes felt like that first half. Mahomes was cooking like when you put the you know how you put the frozen fries or you drop the fish in the grease and it started <laughs> that first half Mahomes came out there sizzling bro sizzling yeah. like it, it was like oh he about to do another hat trick in the second half then the Chiefs defense showed up to the game and it was just like why are so many receivers wide open why is Joe Burrow dodging so many tackles they the Chiefs were a prime example of being too top heavy this year. Prime example. They had all their resources on the offensive side. Their defense really struggled a lot. A lot. And for Mahomes to lose his first playoff game other than the Super Bowl and to Tom Brady, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a a better game, though, honestly. I think it was a great game. I think they realized they need to put some money into that defense, and I think the Chiefs will be back. But that AFC is so many good quarterback, young quarterbacks over there right now. That AFC is dangerous. It's so many. It's so, mm-hmm. it, it, really when you think about it, there's no logical reason for there to be this many good young quarterbacks in the AFC. I think I think they all under twenty seven too. You have here's the crazy thing: people talk about Joe Burrow and and what he is or is not, and some people wrongfully are saying he's the best quarterback in the AFC North. Let me tell you this. There is a unanimous MVP winner in that division (laughs) that is younger than him. That is younger than he is. Hmm. If only, if only. Oh, and by the way, according to Des Bryant, they, uh, the Ravens went empty set five wide or four wide, one tight end, or three wide, one tight end. Everybody split out for an entire practice, and Lamar did not miss one throw. <laughs> I don't think that people are fully comprehending what that young man is. And again, as, some, as somebody who played in the ACC and watched those teams he was on, there nobody pissed a drop on any of those teams except Sheldon Rankins and Jair Alexander. That is it defensively. That's all. Offensively, Devontae Parker. That's it. That's all. <laughs> Nobody else is still playing in the NFL today. Maybe, no, John Miller, the guard, was I gone. think one of the, yeah, I'm about to say one of them old linemen are. Yeah, but. but John Miller was gone. when he. By the time he became the starter, I'm pretty sure John Miller was gone because I played against John Miller. So I think that he was gone when when Lamar was the starter. But that's not the point. Anyway, you got Lamar, you got Herbert, you got Burrow, you got Allen, you got Mahomes. You, it's just... Like, wow, this is crazy. Bro, that AFC, bro, they are loaded with quarterbacks, bro. It's going to be like the West was in the early top. Yeah. I mean, y'all got Haskins. And and, and Baker. And Baker. Y'all got Haskins, you know, so. Boy, be quiet. I'm hoping we get get Deshaun Washington or Russell Wilson. That's my prayer. 
Hey, listen, I'm, you better start praying Sierra's prayer because that's, that's the only hope for this book. That's the only hope for this book. But no, seriously, um, I, I, I think that I think that this game was what happens when you are cursed by success. It's what Bane said to Batman, right? Like you have been weakened by your victories. That's what happened. If you look at what happened in this game, yes, the offensive line got the wheels whipped off them in the second half by the Chiefs, sure. But also, the Chiefs didn't put any effort into running the ball whatsoever. Yes, DJ Reader and BJ Hill, shout out to the NC State Wolfpack. Play with that guy, he's pretty good. Anyway, yes, they've been dominant on the inside for the Bengals. That does not matter. When you are up by a certain amount, you have to run the ball. Did you learn nothing from 28-3? Now look at you. You got 24-3. Congratulations. But the, the reality is, not only is it the lack of running game shows that they weren't like really conditioned to like understand, hey, we're up by a good amount. Maybe we don't need to pile on. Maybe like we just need to get out of here with a win, number one. But number two, Pat Mahomes was doing way too much. Sometimes when your offensive line breaks down, you just get rid of the ball. Mm-hmm. You just you scramble around for a hot second, two seconds, maybe three, and you throw the ball away. How many plays did we see from him where he took sacks, where he was scrambling back there for at least a good four or five count? Right. That's terrible. That and, cannot and, happen in the NFL. Another thing, the Chiefs let Joe Burrow get comfortable too. He looked calm. Like, yeah, you know I mean? he looked, he looked like he was like just out there playing or scrimmage. You know what I mean? And you know what? You know what I find the most interesting about this? Joe Burrow was under pressure, but the Chiefs could not bring him down in the pocket. Bro, like they was all the new quarterbacks is like that. They tall and big, and they hard to tackle. You can't just push them down one arm. You gotta actually tackle them now. Oh well, absolutely. But also, the the rules are the rules are set up in such a way that you can't really hit quarterbacks like you used to. You you just can't. You got a certain window, and you don't know they're not considered runners yet. So you gotta let them take certain liberties or whatever. I get it, but. Like you said, you got to get them to the ground. Period. Period. Chris Jones, all that money you make, big dog, you are making the NFL equivalent of Supermax money. You got to do you got to do it. You got to make it happen. If somebody is in your grasp and you making that type of money, tough, young man, you gotta make the tackle. There's no investments <laughs> about it. And um that 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 game to me, again, it just showed to me that that Chiefs team had been so successful that they took liberties in spots where you just can't. You yeah. can't take liberties. You can't make, make it easy and, you know what I mean, give the other team points. At the end of the half, they were supposed to take a field goal. What happened? They got greedy, went for more points, and we see that three points ended up being the difference in this game. That's the reality. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's what you got. So what do y'all think is going to happen in this Super Bowl? Again, second straight Super Bowl where one of the teams is at home. Last year, Tampa Bay wins it at home. Does the home team win again? Or do Burrow and the Bengals bring, what, the second championship to Ohio in like 80 years or something crazy like that? I got Burrow. As far as professional sports, of course. I got Burrow chasing the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I I went with them every week since the playoffs have started. Every week, y'all been like, 
and they won every week. So, I mean, it's going to be difficult to pull off because the, the advantage that the Bengals had in his last matchup was the fact that they were able to apply pressure to um, to Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes has shown, even though he has exceptional numbers, even though he's probably going to be the GOAT at the end of the day, he the difference between him and Stafford is when Stafford is under pressure, Stafford is willing to make those home run passes. And the Rams have showed that they have the receivers in order to catch those. And on top of that, Burrow was able to get comfortable because although the Chiefs applied pressure, like Chris said, they weren't able to to really get Joe Burrow down. And that's not going to happen when you're going against the Rams defensive line. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the Bengals to pull it off. But I do see Joe Burrow getting comfortable having a good game if the Bengals defense can have a similar performance that they did um, against the Chiefs. I got the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. That's a disgusting phrase. That phrase is nasty work. Bengals it is. Winning it the is. Super Bowl. That's just nasty work. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, uh, what you got going on, man? What you got? Listen, listen, bro. All the newcomers to the pod, thank you for joining. I'm about to school y'all on something. All you need to do when you watch the Super Bowl, acting like you there for anything other than the commercials, is look at number 99. And just watch how many times he knocked Joe Burrow on his back. <laughs> his name, he's going to have 99 on his back. It's going to say Donald. Watch how many times they double, triple team him, and he still knocked Joe Burrow on his back. I don't, insert Aaron Donald. Insert Von Miller, number 40. I'm sorry. I, I don't see a way, a way that this goes like it did last week. Like How, uh, how, how big is Aaron Donald? 290? Um, yeah, he about 280, 290. It ain't no reason the man that big should be moving that fast, yo. It, no Bro, reason. He run under a five at that big. <laughs> I'm sorry. Insert Aaron Donald, insert Von Miller. That's the best pass pass rush you can probably get nowadays. I, here's, here's the sick part. You're missing out on the very crucial part of that. Oh, 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 no, I'm not done. I, I'm not done. I'm not done. Oh, oh by all means. <laughs> by all means. Not, not, not to mention how much money I will pay to see Jamar Chase and Jalen Ramsey in the seven-game series. Ooh. Not to mention, J- Jalen Ramsey about to talk so crap. I'm about to listen to that that, uh, <laughs> that band gang song. He said 20 on me now. Jalen, Ram- I'm about to listen to that every day until the Super Bowl, man. Because, man, that Jalen Ramsey, he about to talk insane. He been itching for a Super Bowl. He was in a bad situation. Then he turned into a good soup situation. Oh, man, it's a lot of pride on that Rams team, and they got a lot to prove. Odell, his dad about to get the whole coach team fired. and Oh, man, it's just about to be – the Rams hungry, and they show they hungry, man. I ain't going to lie. Can I, can I tell y'all something real quick that I, I think that people are not really paying enough attention to? I don't think that, like – what we've seen out of the Bengals has been an amazing run. Also, Josh, don't disrespect us, bro. We were with you about the Bengals beating the Raiders. <laughs> Nobody picked the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, no. No, Come on. Y'all for sure you picked the Chiefs. Hey, we I mean, we, I we mean, picked the Chiefs. Mahomes don't lose in the playoffs. I mean, you can't blame me. Like, bro sold us on the level I've never seen before. <laughs> I said, what is this? He was out there looking like Day Day ducking Baby D. Like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> Anytime you find yourself doing that as a quarterback, stop him. Stop what you're doing. Just throw away the ball. But anyway, um, we Leonard Floyd is a piece on that Rams defense. He's their third best pass rusher. He had nine and a half sacks this year. 
When yeah. your third best pass rusher does that, this Bengals O-line has been Swiss cheese all year. I'm sorry, bro. I have two surgically repaired Achilles and a surgically repaired bicep. That is why my career did not take off, didn't go any. I promise you, I, I am with no degree of uncertainty saying this. If you line me up against that Bengals team an entire game, I know I can get to Burrow once. I know I can do it at least one time. You're talking about Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Leonard Floyd coming at that. That's what I'm saying, bro. If you don't know nothing about football, just watch number 99 go hard this week. He got sacked sacked nine times against the Titans, and he was able to get away with it because Ryan Tannehill played one of the worst quarterback games I've ever seen in my life. Tannehill going Tannehill. We know that. But that's the thing. He never was that bad. He was always like, oh, he's a mid. Like, uh, yeah, I I guess. You know, it wasn't terrible, but that was – that was just got over. I'm telling you right now, okay? That that Bengals defense is the unsung heroes of the show. They have been putting yeah. on performances, game in and game out, that have gone unnoticed. And they're going to put up a good performance this game, but it's too much firepower. Not triple- to mention, who going to match up with Odell and Cooper Cup? A this? triple crown winner and Cooper, and Cooper Cup. He is the first. I want to say he's the first. I And listen, we are not. We don't want to be those people, but we kind of got to be. He is the first white guy to win the Triple Crown since the merger. He's the first white receiver to lead the league in yards, touchdowns, and re- since the AFL-NFL merger. That was in like 73, 72. Yeah. Like that. So, okay, you want to change your pick after hearing all this information? Nope. Bengals. He's, he's about it. He's about it. Now listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Cheetah Bay Woozie has been really good. Eli Apple has been surprisingly mm. good. His hands are moving on the field almost as fast as his Twitter fingers, but but they are not going to be able to continue. I'm surprised you ain't get into no, what Eli Apple gives. No, no what I am, what I am saying is what I am saying is the Rams should win this game. Y'all are making very valid points. And the logical football watcher me is saying that the Rams are going to win. But also, nothing is going to be more satisfying to happen on here when the Bengals win to be like, yeah, I told y'all. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. If that happens, I'll own that. I'll own okay. Yeah, hey, I'll take my L's to the gym, man. We, my we, we got a we, we got too many shows. Where we all agree. People ain't too near for that. We got a we got a regular old Negro Domus on our hands. If you happen to get that, right. R.I.P. to Paul Mooney. But we got another one on our hands. But with that being said, there is no way there. I I did not have faith against this this with this Bengals against this Chiefs team. But again, Pat Mahomes was so talented. He sold his way out of that, thinking he was too. Yeah. Talented to lose. Matt Stafford Man, has played for the Lions. He does not have that that lack of self awareness to think he's too good to lose. <laughs> hey, but, but yes, what, what I am when I am worried about with Stafford though, you know, I've been Stafford campaign all. I wanted him to win MVP. I even put money down in Vegas for him to win MVP. But what I'm worried about with Stafford is sometimes when Stafford get excited and he he think his time is is his time to go, he gets a little. Careless with the football. Yeah, he started throwing the, the ball big, like a like yeah. a little kid on Madden. Like yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and to beat this Bengals defense, they that have been coached well. Their defense has been coached well. They don't have all the monsters on defense that the Rams got, but their defense has been coached well. Stafford is going to have to calm down and make it take it play at a time. He 
he can't think I got Calvin Johnson. I'm just throwing the deep. You know what I mean? He got Cooper Cup, but you ain't got Calvin Johnson no more. You know? Hey, don't ever, don't ever compare Calvin to Cooper Cup, man. Don't, don't I, I'm not. Calvin, I, I'm saying, I, I say, I know you got Cooper, no, I got you. I got he ain't you, Calvin man. Johnson. You know, I got you. So I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this, fellas. Give me your scores, and I'm gonna start this one off. I got the Rams winning twenty to ten. What y'all got? I got something with a little more firepower. I got the Bengals winning twenty three seventeen. Chris, what you got? I don't see Joe Burrow really not putting up a fight, but I'm going to go high score. I'm, I think it's going to be like 31-25, something weird like that. It's going to be two odd numbers like that. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Ben Roethlisberger ain't playing in this game, and Joe Burrow going to be on his back a lot. Nobody puts up a fight. when they, ne- Never mind. We're not going to go there right now. <laughs> um, so, anywho, we're going to move right along. We we got to talk about the uh, the Pro Bowl and what can be done to fix it. Because last year we already talked about nobody watches the Pro Bowl. And we yeah. accept that. What can be done to fix the Pro Bowl? What do y'all think? Because they're trying all types of stuff. They got the players playing dodgeball now. They got the legends coaching the team. They got the, yeah. the players getting to pick the team. What can be done to salvage the Pro Bowl? Which honestly, um, I guess that can go into my point. If you, I always been a big fan of those things, the dodgeball, the throwing competition, the things like that. It's actually really fun to watch, and I think they should incorporate that more into their primetime lineup. Because if you watch most of those events, they're like, yo, this is the the dodgeball competition is 10 a.m. on NFL Network. Like nobody's nobody's getting up to watch that. You got you have to make it a chore. But I feel like yeah. if they it's maybe made NFL the Network. right, if they maybe made it into a two day thing or like a four day th- four day thing where they said like hey you know the pro bowl is the pro bowl is sunday at nine what about sunday at seven or seven thirty you had some of the players that's maybe in the pro bowl or some of the players that was on that was on the cusp of getting in you have them come in and seven thirty you do those competitions right before the game start or instead of having a traditional football game which is honestly to the casual user like people that that casually watch football or aren't football fans are more into it because of the theatrics or because it's more of a social thing which is why the Super Bowl is so popular but maybe if you put in like some easier rules or like something that just made the game more fun in general just for the Pro Bowl that would get more people to watch that watch the actual game too I mean really if you if you think about it what the competitions are those aren't much more than what an actual warm up is for NFL and college football teams like yeah oh a quarterback threw a ball 70 yards one time arm is not broken now you can still go out there <laughs> and play the football okay? like right you know that's, that's just my thought there chris what do you think is the solution man what do you think they can do to fix fix the pro bowl i guess it's not Mines is a simple, slow solution. Just like the MLB. Ain't no, ain't no bringing that game back. <laughs> it ain't going to be no watching no pro ball. I ain't going to lie, man. I, you can, the players even play. Like, football is one sport that if you're not giving 110%, it's hard to watch. Like, basketball, they can do some crazy dunk. Steph can lay under the rim and let Giannis jump over him. Crazy he stuff happening in basketball. You can hit from half court with 20 you seconds know what on I mean? the shot clock. You know what I mean? Like, but football, if they're going half speed, bro, it's so hard to watch. Like, that 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 makes the game so terrible to watch, bro. And 
I'm not gonna hold you up, bro. It's like watching a baseball game. And I, I play y'all know I played baseball my whole life. Yeah. It's still hard to watch a baseball game. And I love the game. You know what I mean? Like the pro ball just it's just cooked, bro. It's just cooked. You know, it's just, I, I I couldn't come up with an answer for this either. Part of me wanted to say, like, hey, you gotta start, you gotta start like paying out bonuses for big plays. But how would you pay out a defender for a big play? Like what would a pay right. and and does a big hit count as a big play? Cause at that point, I mean, and then how much do you pay out? Right? Cause like honestly, God rest his soul. When Sean Taylor laid out that punter, it was exciting. It was, I ain't gonna lie to you. Man. So so I'm a, I'm gonna combine that with Josh's idea. First of all, they need to have those events the, the night of. They need to have an NFL skills challenge and all that going into the game. But also, they need to pay these players for big plays during that game. Oh, you get an interception? $15,000. Oh, you threw a touchdown? $15,000. Oh, you got a sack? $15,000. Now, granted, that doesn't sound like much to an NFL contract, right? It, it doesn't sound like that much. But when you really think about it, when you think about how that could add up, you think about a player that's like, oh, 15000 per big play, huh? All right. Or even if that if that doesn't incentivize hard play enough, you up it the next year. Next thing you know, you paying like seventy, eighty thousand for a big play. In the, you think that players aren't gonna be out there knocking each other heads off like it's a normal game? <laughs> I mean, listen, NFL players, it's a brotherhood and a bond and all that, and I get it. Right. They try to knock each other's heads off anyway for less than that per big play. Imagine you got somebody on a rookie contract out there. What? <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown was a, a fourth round pick last year, had 90 receptions. Imagine if he makes a, a Pro Bowl next year with the contract he owned and you tell him, hey, bro, $60,000 if you you make a big play. That man going to be running like his life depend on it. <laughs> At the same time, from the perspective of like keeping NFL players alive, is that a good idea? Is football a good idea if we're talking about keeping them alive? <laughs> yeah, true. Like, no, this is, this, listen, listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is this is me being real spill, like no joking, no, no silliness whatsoever. I learned at a very early age, like, this game is brutal, this game is violent. But what mm-hmm. I also learned is I don't like sleeping on the floor at Plymouth Square. So if I gotta darn near die to get my family away from this, I'll do it. That's the contract that I'll sign here because that's that's what I'm willing to do. Now, luckily for me, I just have some ruptured tendons instead of like brain damage or like the shakes or anything like that. But if somebody told me right now, Ken, we'll take away about 20 percent of the health you currently have, but we'll give you this amount of money in exchange. Hold on. <laughs> let's, let's, not be <laughs> let's not be rash here. Let's not be rash. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's that's just the reality. Of it. But all right, so we've solved the 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 NFL Pro Bowl problem here. The NBA All Star Game, the most exciting of all the the major sports All Star Game. Honestly, and is honestly, it? I think the home run derby still over it, right? Rank, ranking wise, I mean, ratings wise, it might be. But I think honestly, if we're talking about like from a sports fan. I think the NHL All Star Game is is getting more exciting, bro. It's it's literally a three on three. That's because they like really 30, get the 
they really get to throw hands. Like, they really will throw but hands. Yes, Chris, the throwing hands is nice. But not during the All-Star <laughs> game, Chris. It's it's open ice. You got three players skating at a time. It's amazing to watch. It really yeah. is. It's really fun to see. Like, you get to see the best players out there not doing the grunt work in front of the net and all that. You get to see the best deeks. You get to see the best uh, one-timers, the best slap shot. It's amazing to see. But anyway, uh, with that being said, the NBA All-Star game is here. And the starters have been named. So, fellas, I'm going to name all the starters, and you tell me whether or not you have a problem with these starters. Because there's been some complaints. There's been some complaints. We're going to save the, the quote-unquote worst for last. All right? So, that, that sounds good to y'all. We're going to go. Well, go right ahead. All righty. Because I feel like so, we're all on the same page. So, the two captains are LeBron and Kevin Durant. Are y'all good with that? Yeah, yep. I suspect it. One and two in the league. Yeah, it's been the same team captains for the past three seasons now, right? Okay. All right. So we got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Duh. Okay. Joel Embiid. Duh. Trey Young. All MVP candidates so far. I mean, who else in the East is... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who else on the the Hawks has pissed a drop this year? No, 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 no. I was saying... I personally would have did Darius Garland in that starter spot because that Cavs team is some poo-poo and some garbage. And the Hawks has been struggling this year. So, Hey, what's up with you liking the Cavs today, bro? Hey, bro, what's Garland going on with you, balling. Bro? Garland been balling. What's, what's bro? good with you, bro? That, bro? Even Stephen A said it, and I know we don't we don't promote, but Stephen A even said he would do hey, Garland over there. Hey, no, nah, I'm watching you, dog. You you acting real Ohioan right now, dog. We we watch. Hey, listen, bro. Garland is a hooper, bro. Hooper. Like Garland's the reason why they said, "Hey, we got him. We don't need Kyle Sexton no more." Like like Garland's that deal, bro. Like I, I'm telling you. And the Hawks, Trey Young been in and out the lineup. They've been losing a lot this year. I just personally would put Garland over Trey because he deserved it. Just like Trey last year, he was a starter. He deserved it. This year, his team's struggling. But, I mean, Trey going to have the numbers because Trey is Trey. I mean, listen, when you look at what that team is is doing as a whole, it's really no way. This man, Trey Young, is going off for, what, 27 and 10? 27 and Like I said. 27.7 and 9.3 assists a game. On 45% from the field, 37 points, so 38% from three. You can't you can't not start that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. You, you, I, I, that's why I say yay, but I personally just because Garland got this terrible Cavs team in the in the in the playoffs, like okay. high seeded, you know what I mean? Over the Knicks. And everybody thought the Knicks and Tibbs, we gonna start, we gonna, we gonna bring the Tibbs this episode. We're not gonna bring <laughs> I'm always here for the Tibbs slander now. I'm always here for it. Okay, all right, all right. So we're gonna keep going with the starters. DeMar DeRozan. Yes. DeMar DeRozan yeah. got an astounding thumbs up for me. He's doing his yeah. thing this year. He's doing his thing this year. I, I don't have any problems with that one. So on I would have put Levine up there. On the West, we got Jokic. Yeah. We got Steph Curry. Of, of course. course. We got John Morant. Of course. And we got Andrew Wiggins. I don't see an I issue. Mean, I gotta that. give him the I don't see, I gotta, I I don't see, see an issue. issue. Listen, Listen, bro, you got you got no AD, no PG, yeah. no Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. go Gobert. Yeah. Go I mean, you could he the only person you could say maybe, but Gobert doesn't move the needle for real. Like yeah. Gobert's a Starting defensive player. Game. Starting an all-star That's what I'm saying. Never <laughs> a defensive player. He's never, a defensive player, bro. I never want to see Rudy. Starting an all-star game. Wiggins is a bona fide. Wiggins giving you 20 a game. He he, he the best he defender. Guard, 
he guard your best defender. Even Draymond, Draymond guards the second best option. No, we can guard the first. I'll say this. I'll say this. I at first I was like most people, like, wait, Andrew Wiggins, All Star starter, ew. Yeah. But then you got to consider all the things Chris just said. It's yeah. addition by subtraction. It's it's perfect example. Perfect example of how Wiggins is now a starter, and you can't really say nothing about it. Mike Conley. Mike Conley did not make an all-star game in the West until what, like a year or two ago? Yeah, a year ago. That's uh, the yep. first one. And he and he didn't even make that. He was a reserve and that he, came right. home. <laughs> but that but but that's my point, right? We can all agree Mike Conley has been a top 10 point guard for the better part of his career, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Maybe top seven for a lot Mike, of years. I was just about to say, maybe even top seven, top six. But you look at the the West and you said, who are they gonna take out? Who are they but gonna- but Giz, I will say a name. And I'm just gonna say this name here. I think he should have got the nod over to start for the starter over Wiggins. I think. Well, let and, me know something. He been he been in and out the lineup too. But Porzingis is back to playing like Porzingis and you in know New Porzingis York. has been. Good. Porzingis is back. But Porzingis let me, let me is back you. to that. Let me tell you. Bag. But let me see, see, and this is why the argument that we finna have in a few minutes don't make sense because Porzingis been out the lineup for a majority, not a majority, but a good chunk of the year. But now he's supposed to be an all star starter. But 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 he balling out lately. Right, but here's here's no, the thing. No though. no no. He missed the he missed the first week and a half. Didn't miss a game until now. He just started missing games again. He was balling while Luka was out for two and a half weeks, and they were blowing teams out by 30. That's the difference. That's the difference. Yeah, but, but that's a good team. Porzingis <laughs> is a good player. Yeah, but without Luka, without Luka, though, that, that's Without Luka, they're still a good team. They're not that, a terrible That Mavs team is not terrible without Luka, but without Luka, that Mavs team is like... I think they're they, mid they, to they're bad. They're a playing team. They're a playing team. I agree. I think they're like mid to bad without Luka. I think they're like, eh, like, mm, you can go either way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but, but... Porzingis, when he's firing at the clip, he's been firing this year. I, I mean, Por- Porzingis, I would have gave him the nod over Wiggins, and, and just me again, personally. Again, I I ain't mad at the Wiggins like I can understand Porzingis, I can understand it, but I'm not mad at Wiggins. I'm not like because nah. people were up in arms. Like, hey, listen, like, bro, right? Listen, bro. Listen, bro. Somebody DM Andrew Wiggins and said, "Bro, I will kill you. Why are you an All Star? Like, why do you care that much, bro? Why listen, do you care that much?" And this is why. And this is why on Facts Over Acts, we tell people practice healthy fandom. You do realize you can go to jail over this. <laughs> like, he's going to go home in a Maybach, a Rolls Royce, a brand new uh, uh, Panamera and live his life. He's going to live his best life and you're going to be in a jail cell. If you're going if, if you to risk your life over, uh, you know, potentially potentially threatening somebody, you got to aim a little higher than Andrew Wiggins. I, I'm sorry. There is no... I, I've said this every time. Listen, and, and this is... Again, we don't talk politics on Facts Over Acts, but every time I see somebody being like racist, sexist, homophobic, whatever, and it gets them fired, all I could think is there is not a single group of people on this earth that I hate enough to lose the ability to feed my family and feed myself. There's not a single group that I'm like... Hey, bro, that's kind of weird when you think of it, bro. You really know whiskey at all, just so yeah. somebody else can't be happy. Like, that's weird, bro. That's weird, bro. It's it's just not for me. So, so really quick to address Socrates in the chat. How do y'all do? Y'all think uh, Booker should have got that spot over Wiggins? No, 
No, Booker's no. not a forward though, so he would have been a guard. Booker, and I was just about to say it would have been if they would have put Booker in, then you got to take one of the guards out because you. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. That's facts. That's, that's facts. That's why you I said start yeah. Booker in the front court. So now you got to take out Stefford job. Hey, hey, Socrates, come on, dog. You're not that guy, buddy. You my man's. I enjoyed our, <laughs> I enjoyed our bit battle last week. It was very, it was very fun. But no, come on, dog. That's just. That's not that's not living in reality. So, uh, with that being said, we got to move on to our last topic of the day, which Josh is gonna have to be the moderator here because <laughs> things are gonna get heated, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay, the Pistons just played against the Cavs, overcame a 20 point deficit to beat the Cavs 115 to 105. Two players were playing in that game. The number one overall pick, Kay Cunningham, who had a 19-point triple-double, 19-10-10, with, I want to say, a couple blocks in there as well, but I'm not sure. Evan Mobley was playing in that game, had 18, 9, and 2 assists. So, I believe, with what Kay Cunningham has been doing as of late, he is the rookie of the year to me. And Chris disagrees with that. Chris, state your case for why he isn't the rookie of the year to you. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me let me just say this, bro. Since day one, summer league, day one, right? Mm-hmm. Day one, summer league. Evan Mobley has shown that he can be a starter for a good good team, a good team since day one. Gibbs just talked about the last time they played. The first time they played, Cleveland beat the brakes off the Pistons, ninety-eight to seventy-eight, right? Mm-hmm. Kay Cunningham, six rebounds, three assists, nine points on 31 minutes. Evan Mobley, 16.7 rebounds and four blocks. Now, this game was early in the season, right? Mm-hmm. Mobley's numbers stayed this way every time and almost every game this season. 16, 7, 15, 15 and 7. I'll give you 15 seconds. It's 15.8. So I even round out 15 and 7. Almost every game this season. When Cade struggles, Cade numbers plummet. Two nights ago, on Friday night, no, three nights ago, Friday night, Cade went two for 14 in a game the Pistons could have won if he played just a fraction better. Now, I get it. You're a rookie. He going to have those off nights. Consistency comes over time. But Mobley's already shown he can give you almost a double-double on a nightly basis. And he's been doing it since he started in the league and only missed a couple games because he got hit in the head by a real nasty foul and he was in concussion protocols. That Cavs team, uh, uh, my last point about the Cavs team, that Cavs team is not much better than the Pistons team. Like, it's it's better just because uh, the Pistons, they, 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 they put together scraps. They put together scraps at the last second. But when you have Jeremy Grant on that team, that team is not horrible. Like, it's it's better than the Magic. That's what my criteria is. Magic is a horrible team. Like, that team, you can't even name five players on that team. The Pistons, it gives, gives defense. We better than the Magic. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. The Magic <laughs> is what I consider. The, the, the Magic is what I consider the bottom of the bottom. The bottom hey, of what, the bottom. What's that? What's that? Uh, what, is it Cole Anthony? He appeared on so. The other day, um, I was like, you know how Snapchat sends you that notification to like when you haven't been on there in forever? Because like you still got the app downloaded, but you never use it. 
And right. like it sends you that notification that you think, oh, somebody hit me up. And then like you tap it and it actually just turns out they're like, oh, you've mixed a hundred people's stories since the last time you've been on. And you're like, yeah, I'm getting off of here. Before <laughs> I got off, I like, I decided to scroll up to see the stories of the different things. Cole Anthony's story was featured on there. That's how I know Snapchat is not a place I'm supposed to be anymore. That's how I know. I saw Cole Anthony as a featured story. And I was like, yeah, it's time to slide off this app. This is terrible. Right, what right, right. Saying, but look, look. So I'm going to name the Pistons roster first. I'm going to do like eight players on both teams. Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, Isaiah Stewart, Kay Cunningham, Killian Hayes, Frank Jackson, Josh Jackson, and Corey Joseph, Trey Lyles. I named 99 players. The Cavs. Bear with me, audience, because y'all not going to know none of these players. Evan Mobley, Dean Wade, Jared Allen, who's been hurt for six weeks, Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro, who's been hurt for four weeks, Ricky Rubio, who tore his ACL, Seti Osman, who was down for four weeks, Dylan Windler, Ed Davis, Taco Fall. That's the, that's the casting. And Kevin Love just came back from health and safety protocols for the second time this season. Ooh, wow. Let that team, that team, that team is not good. They're just coached right. well. Okay. Let me let's let's watch this. Let me let me explain to you like this, okay? How many times the last game that the Cavs played, it was actually it just in They played today. Yeah, they played today. They beat the New Orleans Pelicans 93 to 90. Can you tell me what Evan Mobley's stat line was? Don't worry about it. I'll tell you. Four points, three blocks, two assists. Five rebounds, one of seven from the field, and they won a game. Let me tell you when the last time the Pistons won when Kate Cunningham put up single digits. Let's go ahead and find it. Let's go ahead and find it. Hold on. Still looking. Still looking. All righty. So it was December 19th against Miami. December 19th. <laughs> Chris, you got to go back. Listen, but 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 Gibbs, you you helping my you helping my point a little bit because Mobley don't score single digits that often. He doesn't. Chris, my point is even if you look at all the games where Cade scored single digits, first of all, in all those games, Cade only scored single digits three times. I'm sorry, four four times since now and then he scored single digits. At the end of the day, Mobley has not been a, a, just a dominant force that has not had single-digit games too because he's had three in that same span. But you want to know what's crazy? All three of them were wins. They beat Washington 116-101 when this man went 3-12 from the field and had six points. Also, beat, Washington had players out. They beat that same Miami team 105-94. Miami had, had players out. When he had nine points. Chris, this team, he scored one point. One point in an actual game. The man went 0 for 11. 0 for 11. Gibbs. Gibbs. They did not win that game, but it was at least close. The Pistons, Cade is the alpha, the omega, the end. Because Grant is not there. If you bring Grant to that lineup with Cade, if you bring Grant to that lineup with Trey Lyles, the way he been playing, and low-key Sadiq, you can bag him all you want. Sadiq Bay been hooping of late. He had he had a 30 point 30 and 15 game this season. The Sadiq Bay has been hooping this year. Chris, Chris, if we're talking about one big game, Kevin No, Love, no. Sadiq Sadiq Bay has been hooping. So well, wait, you talking big games and we going to act like Kevin Love haven't put up 20 point double doubles this year. 
has it that that's a thing that hasn't happened is what you're telling me right now is that no 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 i'm not i told you i told you again show me who on the pistons besides cave is a double double risk anybody listen listen i told you Beast, I, I, he's I, I, famous I, I, for running after Brown with a bloody lip. That's what the man is famous for, not basketball. Listen, Gibbs, listen, I told you from jump, pound for pound, Cade is a better player. But if we talk about this award that we're arguing about, Mobley has been more consistent the whole season. Cade came on later in the season, and he's showing that he can be that guy. But you know Mobley... You know what's super interesting about this conversation? It's the old the old tale of the tortoise versus the hare, right? Because the tortoise, they, they go out in sprints, but they get tired and the hare just plots along and, and goes along. And the, the tortoise always wins, right? So by the logic of, oh, Evan Mobley has been so steady, he would be the, the, the better scorer of the two, right? Statistically speaking, because he's so steady, right? Wrong. Kay Cunningham is leading rookies in points per year. I mean, points per game. Like, come on, dog. This man is playing. You can say what you want about, oh, this player in the lineup, that player out the lineup, whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, even with Jeremy Grant in the lineup, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, okay? Because you're you're talking about the names of the players and who you can name and who you can't. When has any player on the piss, any singular player, ever been the number one option on a good team? Any one of them. Number two. Number two option. When have any of those guys been a number two option? Hell, we can even go as deep as three because I don't even think Jeremy Grant was the third option in Denver. So no. you you tell me how you're telling me that this team is better than the Cavs, is uh, head and shoulders better, or even close to the same level when they don't have a single player who's ever the third option Listen, on a good team. Kevin loves the only player that was a third option on the team, and he's come off the bench now. Garland is now on a team that is fifth in the league, fifth in the uh, East. And this he's, is, he's the What one. season is this for Garland? What season is this for Garland? What, three or four? This is his second season, I believe. Okay, second season. Okay. So he, he hasn't even had time. Chris, that is further proving my point. In his second year, Garland is the best player on a really good team. On a team that is bro, in you the keep, playoffs. You keep saying really good team, bro. Okay, but the te- on a, listen, on a listen, slightly above average team. Slightly above average. And the only reason why they're so good, Miami has been hit with the COVID bug and injury bug. Miami is the number Celt- one in the East. Listen, listen, listen. They are now, but the, the Cavs got a lot of wins on them. The Knicks have a bunch of injured players right now. A lot of teams. Philadelphia still don't have a starting point guard, seriously, because Ben Simmons, don't he don't want to play basketball anymore. A lot of teams in the East have severely been reconstructed from where they were supposed to start this year. So the Cavs actually got a, a, a better seed because they've been playing good basketball. They've been without Jared Allen. They've been without – and Jared Allen, he wasn't nobody in Brooklyn. He was okay coming off the bench, but he never was that guy in Brooklyn. Kevin Love averaged 18 and 8 in December. Yes, he did. He did. He did. Chris, stop. You don't think Jeremy, you don't you don't think Jeremy Grant could do that if he was healthy? You don't think Jeremy Grant could do that? First of all, even if Jeremy Grant was Jeremy Grant almost averaged 24 points a game last year, Gibbs. If 24 points a game on a team, that's Bradley Bill 24 points. That's not the same as everybody else 24. Nobody on the Cavs has done that in the last two years. Nobody on the Cavs. Colin Sexton was at 23 points a game. 
Chris, this is this. All right, let me let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. To me, not only do you need consistency to win this award, you need the big moments. You need the moments that matter to where people can look back and say, hold on now. He, he did what? And to me, overcoming a 20-point deficit and cashing all the daggers. All the daggers that were hitting that game was uh, Cade on the step back. Both of them. Cade on step back threes to put and, the game and, away. And, and Mobley has some game-changing blocks and some game-changing dunks, for sure. Ooh, a game-changing block. It's 2022. <laughs> it's 2022. Hey, bro, don't do, don't do that. Don't do that. Because we saw 2016 what a block can do. We saw 2016 what a block can do. Don't do listen, that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And, and this, do this ain't the finals, though. This ain't the finals. Hey, you know, listen, we also saw every game, game is the you know, finals for the Cavs. Every game is the finals for the Cavs. We also saw in that same year with the game-changing block. Who remembers the block from that game? Everybody, right? But you know what people were also arguing? Oh, Kyrie saved LeBron's legacy. Why were they arguing that, Chris? Why? Listen, because listen, he listen. hit a big shot at the end of the game. Listen, listen bro. There's no that's argument. not, but but that's not. You can't really argue that because that's not Mobley's role. He's not a big shot shooter. You know what I mean? Like Garland's gonna get the big shot. That's my Chris. That's my this man. But what I'm saying for you, you we argue, we argue in circles. Yes, he's not. I'm telling you, Cade is a better player. But you're here strictly talking about the Rookie of the Year award. You know what I mean? Players did not win Rookie of the Year, but end up being better than the Rookie of the Year in the career. This is perfectly a prime example. This probably is going to happen. Cade is going to have a better career than moment. For sure. Well, it's looking like he will. Man, listen. All I know is Cade Cunningham has not only... He's had the the huge games. He's had the 34 8 and 8 games. He's had the the 20 He the number 8-8. 1 pick, he's, baby. They go they go they go make sure it's all out there for you to see, it, bro. He's done all those great things. Sure. But what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, to me, this award isn't just about like, oh, you've been consistent and you've held the line. And to me, it is who has it's it's much like the MVP to me. I I don't believe in voter fatigue. I don't believe it. To me, it is who has been the most valuable player to their team. Who adds the most value? Rookie of the year. I look at the exact same way. What player has added the most value to their team in their first season of ball? To me, it is by a landslide. By a landslide, Kate Cunningham. There is not a single other player. because, because, Because the Cavs was 14th last year, and now they're fifth. Going into all star break. Fifth. What were they doing with Kevin Love last year? He played he played at least 50 games. They had him as a healthy scratch for how many games last year? Mm-hmm. They did. They did. The, the Cavs deliberately sold so they could try to get the number one pick this year. They deliberately did. So, so what are they doing with Kevin Love this year? Again, 18 and 8 last month. This month he had like 17 and 6. This is- listen, listen. Gibbs, I'm not taking away from Kevin Love. I know Kevin Love a bucket. Kevin Love going to do Kevin Love thing. He comes off the bench. All I'm saying is Mobley has put that team in a much better position this year than last year drastically. They had Colin Sexton as well last year. They don't have him this year. 
They had also Colin they didn't Sexton get Rubio too net, late. Colin Sexton is a net negative if you're looking at a team where you got young guys where you need to or get a team the ball that's fourteenth. They gonna yeah. be a net negative. That's like the worst stat to me. Plus minus is the worst stat to me. No, no, no. I'm not forward. talking about plus minus. I mean a net negative by the way of his play, by virtue of his style of basketball. They often said that Colin Sexton doesn't understand how to make passes. Well, I'll all I know is they, the if they had Colin Sexton this year, the the Cavs might be they they might be contenders to win the East with that Stop terrible it. roster. They Stop. might be. Stop. You got Garland, Colin Sexton. Sexton. Colin Sexton is what we like to call a ball stopper. He's that guy. He definitely at, he's he that guy is. at Planet at Lifetime is. Fitness that he hits one three. He's like, I'm hot. I made one in a row, and you're like. He definitely is, Gibbs. But, however, it's been games that I've watched the Cavs this year, and they need somebody other than Garland to go get a big-time step-back bucket. And Colin would be that guy. Mobley, he, he, that's not his game. Mobley, down low, Mobley has a post-game. He's shown flashes like, you know who Mobley is to me? He's a new-school version of Zach Randolph. Which is not bad at all. Zach Randolph in his prime was a solid, solid, solid big man. And I think Mobley is going to be him with a twist because he's going to shoot the three better in his career. <laughs> Again, when I'm looking at this team and I'm saying to myself, who are they? What are they? What are they not? All that good stuff. I'm looking at this team and saying that this team is hands down, hands down, better than the Pistons. And it's not close. And it's not close. To me, I think you're very, very badly underrating what Jared Allen. Jared Allen. He's been out for six, seven weeks, though, Gibbs. He ain't been there. I hear you. I hear you. Wait. No, he hasn't. He, yes, he, oh, has. he, he was he, out for he, six, seven weeks earlier in the season. Way earlier in the season. Yeah, but all that's the time what I'm saying. That, but all the time that mattered, all the time where the, the Cavs made up this ground, guess who was there? The walking double-double machine, Jared Allen. That's what well, was I it. mean. I mean, listen, we knew it. We knew Jerry Allen was good. He just was never going to play for Brooklyn. 14 and 11 this month, 18 and 10 last month. Again, that's two players, Chris. Two players <laughs> on the team that are walking double doubles. Who, who, okay, so fine. I'll give you Jeremy Grant. Who's the second? Who's the Sadiq Bay? Bro, bro, bro. Is that what you're going to Oh, Frank Jackson. Know. Frank Jackson is going to That's <laughs> Listen, bro, if you take Dwayne Casey off that team and give them a coach like J.B. Bickerstaff, then the, the Pistons but, would be nine day. Nine day. Okay. Nine so, day. so with, so with, so with this, this coach that they currently have, Kate is still finding a way to make it happen. Kate is still finding I mean, a listen, way Ka- Casey is, Casey is going to, Make sure that his main player gets shot. Remember what he did with Kyle Lowry and DeRozan, prime example, right? Kyle Lowry and DeRozan was always in a position to win games. They just had to close games. The Pistons don't have a Kyle Lowry and DeRozan, so Dwayne Casey's not going to work for the Pistons. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you, Josh, who, who, do, who do you think? Who do you think is the better? We're going to let you be the decider. So I think if the season ended right now, Kay is rookie of the year. I think if we made this decision – as early as like two weeks ago, Evan Mobley would have been MVP. But one, it's a lot easier for K to win MVP because even though it's voted on by the media, a lot of the times awards, especially awards outside of 
uh, MVP comes down to popularity contest. I feel like MVP and coach of the year are the only ones where people are like more methodical about how they pick. So K definitely has more clout when it comes to getting that award than Mobley. But on the same time, Kate has a much more difficult job because even though, even though Chris has a point saying that like those two rosters aren't that far off, the Pistons have a lot of great individual players on their team, but they don't fit well together as a unit. And Cade is kind of holding a bunch of ragtag players together as a unit, as opposed to Mobley is just fitting into a system and playing his role. So I think that's what the difference is in the two. But I think by the time the season ends, I think it'll be an insurmountable gap between Cade and, and Mobley because Mobley is well, going to keep well, doing what he's I'll doing and Cade you, is going to keep getting better. I'll put you like this and we can end the show after this, but put you like this. LaMelo Ball and the Hornets, right? LaMelo yep. Ball and the Hornets. LaMelo won rookie of the year, right? Mm-hmm. But currently, like, in all honesty, all honesty, currently, Anthony Edwards is scarier when he steps on that court. 100%. Mm, I have to disagree. No, I'm scary. I'm more scared. Anthony. Anthony Edwards has already had a 50-point, 40-point, and a 40-and-12 game. Anthony okay, Edwards, and with those games, he's he also been, had zero assists and five rebounds. LaMelo is giving you 20, 10, and 10 and leading his team to more victories. Listen, listen. No, 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 no. Look at the Hornets record right now. They struggling. They struggling bad. And they got a way better team than that. That that that. We dog the Wolves. The Wolves are. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. And Edwards, a problem. A problem. A problem. So what I'm saying, I'm only saying that to say, if Mobley wins the MV, the uh, rookie of the year, that's not saying that K is not better than him. It's just saying that Mobley checked all the boxes for rookie years. All I'm saying. Vegas still got him yeah. as the favorite. And and Vegas also had uh, the Bengals finishing dead last in the AFC North. So shows you how. No, no, they, they had the Browns. They had the Bengals finishing. They did not have the Browns finishing last. The Bengals definitely were picked to finish last coming into the season. Remember, yeah. people thought they, that the Browns it was what three wins, right? Then they had the yeah. Bengals at three wins. Yes, mm. yeah. People thought the Browns were good. People believed in that fraud who does all those uh, all state commercials. People believed. In that. <laughs> all right. Anywho, we know y'all tired of us talking about the rookie of the year and all that. But remember, I see that the numbers jumped a little bit. I, I see that the the pod pickup challenge has already helped us slightly. Don't forget, folks, we're the pod that's trying to get you paid. All you got to do is sub from the beginning of the uh, NFL season through the end. Pick games with us. Send us who your picks are each week. If you beat us, you are eligible to win $1,000 if we get 500 subs uh, throughout the challenge. If we get 100, you're eligible for $200. It's that simple. We're the pod that's trying to get you paid. That's all we want to do. We want to put money in your pocket. We want to look out for you, all right? So, come on back next week, and next week, and the week after that, and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all.